0: Welcome to the Being Authentic Together podcast, episode 12, with your host, Rev. Matthew Shannon. In this episode, we will reflect on the history of Juneteenth, how it is relevant today, and why we are enslaved at the start. Also, we will learn the way we can convert slavery into the spirit of Of Juneteenth which is freedom. Well we're back for another episode and I've had a chance this week to reflect on the celebrations all across the world and across this country um, on Juneteenth and I know this podcast will be released well after Juneteenth but we can always celebrate Uh, Freedom. We can always remember freedom, and uh, especially freedom for the African-American culture. What does that look like? Uh, And so, what is this history of Juneteenth? We heard this in the past, but let's look at a comprehensive history of Juneteenth, shall we? So, I was reading on on the Second Episcopal District, of the AME Church, that's the African Methodist Episcopal Church Facebook page. They posted a history of Juneteenth. And I would like to share that with you uh, if I can, share some of it at least. Um, on Freedom's Eve or the Eve of January 1st, 1863, the, first w- the watch night services took place. On that night, enslaved and free African-Americans gathered in churches and private homes all across the country, awaiting news that the Emancipation Proclamation had taken effect at the stroke of midnight. Prayers were answered, and all enslaved, uh, as all enslaved people in Confederate states were declared legally free. Union soldiers, many of whom were black, marched on to plantations across cities in the South, reading small copies of the Emancipation Proclamation, spreading the news of freedom in Confederate states only through the 13th amendment did in emancipation and slavery throughout the United States. But not everyone in Confederate territory would immediately be free. Even though the emancipation proclamation was made effective in 1863, it could not be implemented in places still under Confederate control. As a result, in the westernmost Confederate state of Texas, enslaved people would not be free until later. Freedom finally came on June 19, 1865, when some 2,000 Union troops arrived in Galveston Bay, Texas. The Army announced that the more than 250,000 enslaved Black people in the state were free by executive decree. This day came known to be Juneteenth by the newly freed people in Texas. Juneteenth marks the second uh, our country's second Independence Day. And although it has long been celebrated in the African American community, this monumental event remains largely unknown to most Americans. And just this year, as we're reflecting on the, the theme of racism uh, at the moment, Now Juneteenth has become more popular, more... uh, And no, the leader of this country did not make Juneteenth popular, no. I believe that people gained a renewed interest because of the events that were taking place, that are taking place in our society today. So why is Juneteenth relevant today? Why is Juneteenth relevant today? Well, Juneteenth has always been celebrated in the African American culture. The relevance of today's celebration is that more people are becoming aware of the meaning of what the end of slavery meant to America. Even though slavery ended in 1865, it appeared in different forms. Jim Crow laws, systematic racism, not enough opportunities, lack of education, both figuratively and within the curriculum. The constant threat of violence or death if speaking out about it, limited resources, the unfair treatment in the justice system. Being enslaved prevents the authentic self to come forward. And I'll say this again, and this is why this is relevant uh, to us today, especially when we're talking about being authentic together. Being enslaved prevents the authentic self to come forward. We want to be who God created us to be. But slavery masters the mind and spirit of humanity. And so because being enslaved prevents the authentic self to come forward, then that means that while enslaved, it could be a fake portrayal of you. It could be a, you could be stopping the real you from shining because you are enslaved. So, Juneteenth is all about the spirit of freedom. What does this entail? The Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, There is freedom. This is why God fights for those who are oppressed, marginalized, and rejected. Isaiah 61 and 1 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to bring good news to the oppressed. Why were we enslaved from the start? In Exodus chapter 1, verse 7 through 14, it says, But the Israelites were fruitful and prolific. They multiplied and grew exceedingly strong, so that the land was filled with them. Now a new king arose over Egypt who didn't know Joseph. He said to his people, Look, the Israelite people are more numerous and more powerful than we. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, or they will increase and in the event of war, join our enemies and fight against us and escape from the land. Therefore, they set taskmasters over them to oppress them with forced labor. They built supply cities, Pitom and Ramses for Pharaoh. But the more they were oppressed, that were the Israelites, the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied and spread, so that the Egyptians came to dread the Israelites. The Egyptians became ruthless in imposing tasks on the Israelites and made their lives bitter with hard service in mortar and brick and in every kind of field labor. They were ruthless in all the tasks that they imposed on them. Like the Israelites, the Africans were enslaved because the Africans were fruitful, rich, prolific, and exceedingly strong. They were smart. They knew how to do agriculture and grow farm. They were creatives. Slavery wanted to hold captive their freedom. Slavery wanted to limit their abilities to their master. Essentially, slavery wants to Use your gifts for the benefit of the master. Your gifts won't be benefiting you. They'll be benefiting the master. The master, you see, in slavery dictates what the slaves can do. And if they fall out of line, they are punished. They are lynched they are killed. What slavery didn't understand was that freedom is a God-given right. Slavery from the enemy is meant to destroy, steal, and kill the authentic self. Let's underscore that again. Slavery from the enemy is meant to destroy, steal, and kill the authentic self. So, if you haven't figured it out yet, slavery in a spiritual sense isn't limited to one race or one gender. How is this so? We can be slaves to sin, slaves to money, slaves to hate, and slaves to fear it all depends on who our master is so the question I would like to pose here is who is your sermon on the mount that no one can serve two masters either he'll love the one either she'll love the one and hate the other but you can't serve two masters so slaves when we're speaking of slavery in a spiritual sense many of us are enslaved by masters who shouldn't be our masters. One book that I've been reading as of late is The Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health by Dr. Rita Walker. And within like the first chapter of her book, I would like to share a little snippet of that because I think it's relevant to our conversation uh, today. It says, the epidemic of not knowing that we are enslaved to insane circumstances has continued. Shootings of unarmed black people on the streets are met with collective inaction. We cannot kneel together to protest infringements on our rights because we do not realize our power to change the system. Instead, we live in fear and anxiety that any day, that could be my son, that could be my daughter. Living an inauthentic life of going through the motions, disconnected from others, is not your freedom. Denying your Africanness until it shows up in a multi-billion dollar comics movie is not your freedom. Even if you have never set foot on the African continent, that does not mean that you are just American. It is your connection to a shared heritage that will get you to where you are supposed to be. Before you get there, however, you have to be clear about where you are. Are. And some of us un- don't understand that we are in bondage. We're bondage to doubt. We're in bondage to fear. We're in bondage to so many things. And our master, and those could be our masters. Our master might be sin. Our master might be money. Our master might be hate master might be fear and if our master are those things then we are enslaved enslaved to it so how can we convert this slavery the spiritual slavery the spiritual bondage how can we convert this slavery into freedom well, the ancestors used to sing a song. Um, had they had a spiritual? His name, Oh, Freedom, Oh, Freedom, over me. The question for us today is: Are you living in your God-given freedom? The only slavery that God permits is to each other. As the law is summed up with one commandment: you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And the true essence of freedom is to love people. And this is found in Galatians chapter 5, verse 13 through 15, which says. For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence. But through love become slaves to one another. For the whole law is summed up in a single commandment. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. If, however, you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. And so Paul has reminded the church of Galatia, he's reminding us today, that the only type of slavery that God permits is a slave to love. That is the only master that you ought to have is love. That is the only true essence of freedom. That's what we're fighting for, is love, to love everybody, to respect everybody, to treat everybody right. That's all that we are fighting. That's the freedom that is at stake. That's the freedom that's in hand. We should be a slave to love. Because in First John and all throughout the short chapters of John, we're reminded that God is love. The only master that we should have is God because God is love. As I stated earlier, we can only serve one master. This is the spirit of freedom. The spirit of freedom is love. When I can love you for who you are. When I can love you, no matter what you look like, no matter what you've been through, no matter how old you are, no matter how rich, no matter how poor, no matter how that is the challenge of the day. And so many people have brought on biases. So many people have 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 surrendered uh, to, to the slavery that says, uh I'm not going to love everybody, but the question is this. If you don't love everybody, how can you love God? The Bible says, how can you love a God who you have not seen, but have not love for your brothers and sisters who you see every day? The spirit of freedom is love. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And sometimes this commandment is difficult because we don't love ourselves. And this is what this podcast is all about, trying to love our authentic self. Some of us have been covered for so long, some of us have been serving a master who we should not serve for so long till we have been in bondage. But I challenge you today, wherever you are, to pick up the mantle, to pick up the cross, to pick up the responsibility Become slaves to love and love only. Love is the answer. Love is what the world needs now. Love is what we all need. Not love for a statue, not love for a monument, not love for something that is not living, but love for our humanity. Love for people who are living and walking and breathing. Each and every day. You've got to love somebody. Why not start now? It's time to get better. And love is not individualistic. Love is a corporate. Jesus challenged us to love ourselves after we find the love that we have for ourselves to pick up and love each other. Love your neighbor. You don't dictate who your neighbor is. Your neighbor's who you see on the street every day. Your neighbor is the one God allows you to see every day. This is the spirit of freedom. This is what we should be fighting for. Now in the shadows, in the spotlight of, of the Black Lives Matter movement, let us continue to support black businesses just as black people have supported other businesses outside of their community. Walk together. Don't get weary. There is a promised land ahead of us. You just got to keep on pushing. Keep on loving our brothers and sisters as Christ has commanded us to do. This is how you be authentic together. If we can love each other for who we are, that's being authentic together. Thank you for joining us on the Being Authentic Together podcast today. We hope something you, that was said uh, blessed your life and that you'll take it with you and that you'll put it into action. Hopefully you learned something. Uh, the resource that I use today will be in the uh, episode notes, and you can go back and look at that. And it will also be at our website, beingauthentictogether.com. Well, that's a wrap for this episode. Talk to you in the next. Until then, let's be authentic together. God bless. This is your host, Reverend Shannon, of the Being Authentic Together podcast. I have an exciting Great opportunity for you. Right now you can sign up for an Amazon Audible Free 30-day trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash being authentic together. Here you can choose one free audiobook from thousands of audiobooks or select a free sleep meditation. One narration is from Diddy, aka Sean Combs. My recommendation to try are Dare to Lead by Brene Brown, Somebody Give This Heart a Pen by Sophia The Core. These titles are narrated by the authors, which is what I like. Sign up right now at www.audibletrial.com being authentic together.